Did a demon lizard person eat your cat? It is a succubus sucking the life out of you. <laughs> Lucky you. Oink. Rita, the script. Fine. Does nobody believe when you tell them that you saw a thing that looked like a melted scrotum with teeth eat your doctor's brain and then become her? Then, person watching this video on your social media platform of choice, the algorithm has made you today's lucky winner. The veil between dimensions is thin and hell creatures are slipping into our world. But, like, don't stress. We've totally got it under control. Give us a call, and we'll help rid you of whatever infernal beast is making your life a living hell. Eighteen and older, please. I I will be participating in use of mature themes, drug use, sexual content, and some harsh f***ing language. Rita! What? So if a demon's got you down, give us a call at 555-420-FART. <sighs> That's not, that's not our number. Don't call that. It's nothing. Previously on Today's Lucky Winner. This body expires in here, and I don't intend to go back to the DMV. Mm. I, I don't think you're willing to do what it takes to make it happen. You'd be shocked at the things I'm willing to do to be able to stay here. And hey, you should get that bucket list going. We can solve your murder and check off some bucket list items. Listen here, you freaky little goat man. I don't care if Rita wants to dick down every guest at your orgy. I do care that a demon showed up at my doorstep. God, I hope Dax is okay. I'm not getting Dax out. They've been turned. Nope. I don't want to hear your excuses. They're not excuses. I've thought about this. You've thought about it, but do you feel anything about it? Doesn't look like it from where I'm sitting. Are you, Dax, and Rita out of the building? Uh, yes. Yes, but I, I can't. <laughs> I can't lose you. You can't die. Sunny came home from work to find Rita sitting on the couch, hunched over the coffee table. She saw a printed out copy of Don's bucket list and an assortment of other papers and charts she didn't quite understand. Rita was furiously copying numbers from an open book onto a chart in front of her. In a deep hyperfocus, she didn't notice that Sunny had come home until Sunny sat next to her on the couch. Oh, hey baby. I didn't know you were going to be coming home early. I gave you a call, but it went straight to voicemail. Did you get your new phone set up okay? Oh, yeah. I, uh, I turned it off so I wouldn't get distracted. I forgot to turn it back on. I'm sorry. I'll turn it on right now. Thanks for replacing my phone, by the way. I mean, it wasn't your fault that he had your phone when... that Nate... you needed a new one. Yeah. Uh, how was work? Oh, you know, I was elbow deep in dead bodies for hours. Normal day at the office. What's all this stuff? Oh, uh, I've been working on that bucket list surprise I was planning for Dawn's birthday. I've, uh, 
kind of been a bad friend, and I haven't worked on it lately. You're not a bad friend. Don't you have a while until her birthday? I do, but I figured we could do this one early, considering, you know... <sighs> yeah, how's she doing? She came out of her room for a little. She had been listening to Blue by Joni Mitchell from about 8 a.m. to noon. Oh, that's a great album for when you're sad. I could listen to that on repeat, too. No, she listened to the title track from the album. The song, Blue. She listened to one song for four hours? I would have snapped. Meh, repeating songs is an auditory stim. I'm sick of Joni Mitchell right now, but I don't care. With how her brain is wired, it's what she needs to help her process her emotions. I'm just glad she's taking care of herself, even if it means I memorize all three minutes and five seconds of Blue. <sighs> you know, I should know that. What? I should know that repeating songs is a stim. I'm a doctor. I thought I knew what autism was like, and I really don't. They give you such a narrow and stereotyped view of it in med school. I've been wanting to apologize to her about saying she didn't care about Dax the other day. You were right. I made a snap judgment about her feelings, because she didn't show them the same way I do. It was really ableist. I'm ashamed of how I behaved, and I'm ashamed that my ignorance is making me a bad friend while she's grieving. Oh, sweetie. You should text her and see if she has the spoons to talk. I'm sure she'd appreciate hearing all that. I was such an asshole to her. Why would she want to talk to me? Uh, because for most of her life, when people have encountered one of her autistic traits they didn't like or understand, they just left. She was really lonely before she died. Not by choice, but because whenever she started to be herself with someone she was getting close to, she'd drop her mask for a second and they'd just leave. This is probably more ableism on my part, but I thought she didn't really like socializing. I thought that was a hallmark of being autistic. Autistic people just socialize differently and to different degrees. Like, sure, they need more alone time to recharge, but like humans are inherently social creatures. Dawn stopped trying to make connections because loneliness was preferable to letting another person close enough to break her heart. I promise, if she has the spoons to talk to you right now, she'll cherish your apology. She's not used to getting them. <sighs> okay. Text sent. I'm gonna try to find some research or something this evening and educate myself better. I need to be a better friend. A better doctor. A better person, really, and fix my ignorance. Most of the research is really ableist, too. Uh, can I send you some, like, social media accounts of autistic people and researchers? Yeah, baby, I'd really appreciate that. How have you learned so much? Because I'm old as shit and autistic people have been around forever. It's just part of my job to understand humans. When I got assigned Dawn, I just read her file really well and it helped me understand how to be a good chaperone. I tried to learn how to be the most helpful if she needed it. I figured that since we'd be spending a year tethered together, it was the least I could do. You're a really good friend. Good person. Ooh, I'm really not. I'm kind of the fucking worst. Hey, be nice to my fiancé. Why should I be? I've been so concerned with my own problems, I haven't cared to notice how understandably stressed Dawn is. I've been selfish. I've wasted some of the limited time my best friend has left on this earth being impatient and insufferable. What problems have you been concerned with? I know something's been going on with you. I, uh, you know, cause, like, my dad's missing, and- There's clearly something not dad-related going on with you. You've been obsessed with making money, and you've been glued to your phone 
I, I'm talking to my friends on Discord. Friends? In the, uh, in the Dawson's Creek fan server I'm in. You got kicked out of that server for saying that the scene where Dawson's dad dies is the funniest thing ever captured on film. It's clearly meant to be comedy. When dad and I would have movie nights and we wanted a comedy, it was either that scene on repeat or Austin Powers. Why would anyone eat a double scoop of ice cream while they drive? Get a cup, Mitch! Driving is not a waffle cone activity! You've told me all this before, and you're being evasive. Why won't you just tell me what's wrong? <sighs> I... I don't want to burden you with something that I think I can make right on my own. It might not even be a problem soon. You are my partner. Your problems aren't a burden, and you don't have to handle any of them on your own. You know you can talk to me about anything, right? You told me I was being an asshole yesterday. But... But we just talked about this. You agreed you were being an asshole to Don. I know, I know. I was. I'm just saying, I love you. Whatever the problem is, and whatever hard things we have to talk about, it's going to be fine. I love you, and you love me. As long as we don't forget that when things get hard, we can talk to each other about anything. Oh, Don texted. She said I can come talk as long as I bring more spicy water. Spicy water? Sparkling water. Her mini fridge must be tapped out. Oh, I'll bring her some from the big fridge. I should grab her some more at the store after I get done checking on Dax later. Love you, baby. Love you, sunshine. Rita watched Sunny walk to the fridge and grab one of the disgusting spark- Sorry. I'm inserting personal opinion into the narrative again. I just don't understand the appeal. Anyway, she watched Sunny grab a spicy water from the fridge and walk down the hall to Dawn's room. Oh, there you are, Jackie. As soon as Rita heard Sunny enter Dawn's room, she leaned forward and buried her face in her hands. Just talk to her, you lying piece of shit. Rita pulled her face from her hands when she heard her phone vibrate. She had a notification for a missed call from Carl the Warlock. She had to call him back. She got off the couch and made her way to the door. Rita stepped outside and sat on the porch. She wanted to be out of earshot from Sunny and Dawn when she called Carl back. As she tapped on Carl's name on her phone, she had the feeling she was being watched. She shook it off when Carl picked up. Hey there, Stretch. I thought you were ghosting me. I missed one call, Carl. I know, I know. You just seem jumpy is all. What's up? You got everything you need to give me a body yet? That depends. You got me my money yet? I'm working on it, okay? Is that it? You said you might need more from me. Yeah, that's what I called about. I'm gonna need some serious juice to make this happen. I'll get you so much goddamn juice. Orange, grape, fucking Clamato. I'll get you whatever nasty juice you want. <laughs> I'm not talking that kind of juice. Uh, I'm talking magic juice. This sounds like a euphemism that a straight white woman uses to refer to the Pinot Gris she's putting in her Yeti tumbler before her kid's soccer game. Mommy needs her magic juice to understand soccer. Yum, yum, yum. I need souls, Rita. I need three of them. No. No. I told you nobody can get hurt. Look, for what you're asking me, it's unavoidable. I have to pay some very scary demons to get what I need to make you a permanent body. They need the souls as energy to do it. No, there has to be some other way. Give them some orange slices and a Capri Sun for energy. A Lara bar, I don't care. There's gotta be something you can do where nobody gets hurt. Rhea, there's not. 
When you told me why you needed a permanent body, it touched me. Ew, Carl. No, god damn it. My heart. It touched my heart. I want to find a way to help you stay with your soulmate. And you told me your requirements, but there's no other way. What you're asking defies the basic rules of the universe. Your physical form has an expiration date. You can't make something out of nothing. There's no other way. If I can't get a new body made, I can't stay. The only person who could help me has disappeared. I am... Um, I'm sorry, Carl. <laughs> I'm sorry I wasted your time. Ah, oh, jeez, Rita, I'm, I'm sorry. Hey, have you ever changed your... Rita hung up on Carl before she began to sob. She didn't want him hearing her have a breakdown. <laughs> oh, um, um, be not afraid. Uh, I know that's an angel thing, but it's fitting. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with me, but... <laughs> Yes, I, I am Master Leonard. You've heard of me. Good. So... <laughs> Oh my gracious, I've made things worse. Oh lord. I, I was going to offer condolences on your situation, but um, perhaps I should go. No! Oh, oh I've angered you. I, I shall teleport away post haste. No! I I've, I've clearly upset you. It was not my intention, I assure you. You're angry and I, I must... Oh, you say you're not angry? Oh, well, I... If you're not cross with me, why do I seem to have elicited more intense distress? I understand. You don't want me to see you like this. Then, Mr. Frita, I shall simply leave. No! Listen, I'm good, but I didn't quite catch that one. You're my hero. Come in. Oh, there you are, Jaxie. He hasn't left me alone since you went to work. Like, he refuses. He poofed onto my lap in the bathroom while I was on the toilet. Oh, no. Mm. Let's just say it was convenient that I was sitting on the toilet when he scared me. Here's your spicy water. Thanks. He sure is wild about that little rope toy you got him. Yeah, I thought he'd want to play tug-of-war with us, but he just nibbles on the thing with the few teeth he's got left. Have you been helping her today, huh? Have you been giving her lots of snuggles? I bet you... Oh. Oh my gosh, I think I know why he's been in here with you all day. Why? I gave him some scritches and a smooch on top of his little apple-shaped head before I left for work this morning, and I told him that his job today was to hang out with you and help Rita take care of you while I was at work. Yeah, he's like your minion now, remember? He does your bidding, and he interprets things even more literally than I do. Yeah. You know, I forget he isn't just a regular little dude sometimes. I need to be more careful with my wording. 
You should have seen the ordeal I had to break up when Rita was tickling me the other night. And I jokingly yelled, save me, Jaxie, get her. Oh, trust me. Rita told me all about it. I, uh, I wanted to come apologize to you. Uh, unless it was you who fucked up making the magic bomb so my uncle had to detonate it by hand. I don't know what you're apologizing for. No, I... Wait, are you really blaming yourself for your uncle dying? I'm not blaming myself for him choosing to detonate it. I'm the one who can't do anything right, though. If I'd made the magic bomb correctly, he would still be here. Is that what you've been telling yourself the last couple days? Donnie, he helped you build those. Yeah. And you didn't build it incorrectly. The detonator got fried from being in such close proximity to that many energy vampires. But if I'd used an insulated box... You don't know that things would have gone any differently, no matter how you built it. You just don't. I know there's a temptation to assign blame when this stuff happens, but I'm not going to let you assign it to yourself, you hear me? You were a fucking hero. You had a meltdown and then managed to be rational enough to orchestrate saving those humans and Dax. Y'all would have figured it out. No, we wouldn't have. I, I wanted to come apologize about saying you didn't care about Dax that day. Their situation reminded me too much of myself, and it felt like y'all were suggesting leaving me behind. I was shitty and ableist, and I didn't understand how you were showing your emotions about them being turned. You were able to make a hundred rational decisions in an overwhelming situation. In your shoes, I would have been crying over Dax. Nate would have been stuck in that trap Devlin set, and Rita would have been... <laughs> She'd be eating the croquembouche. <laughs> yeah. We're screaming at Devlin about how much she loves Brendan Fraser. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Huh? Thank you for apologizing and for trying to understand me better. I'm I'm used to people just leaving. I've had enough people leave and I've survived, but I don't think I could handle you being done with me. Oh, sweetie. Thank you for not being done with me. I was an asshole to you when you were attempting to navigate a crisis. I spoke to you without remembering who I was talking to. Of course you cared about Dax. You're not an asshole. I love you, and I don't love assholes. Oh, I love you too. But I- I'm pretty sure you do love assholes. There's one out there hunched over the coffee table hiding whatever she's working on whenever I come out of my room. <laughs> okay, one asshole. Rita's my favorite asshole. Speaking of, she's been so clingy since... You know... Like, I'm surprised she didn't poof into the bathroom and sit on my lap. She feels guilty. She's been focused on whatever the hell she's been keeping from us, and she realized she's been selfish and impatient with you. She feels like she's been a bad friend. I mean, I haven't been much better. I knew something was up with Dax, and I was too focused on my own thing to even give them a visit. They got turned because I was too concerned with myself. But that's not the same. You're literally trying to save the world. And whatever's happening with Rita, it kind of looks like that's her whole world right now. You didn't see her crying and playing DDR in the dreamscape the other day. She's a mess. I feel helpless. She won't tell us what's going on. I don't know what to do. Well, I'm going to give myself another day to be sad about Uncle Nate. And then I'm getting back to work. She's tethered to me. It shouldn't be too hard to figure out, even if she's mad at what I've got to do to help her. Your uncle died. You were close to him. You can take a hell of a lot longer than a few days to mourn him. Oh, well, I won't be done mourning him. I'll just have to work while I do it. I wish I could give myself more time, but 
like you said, trying to save the world. Well, if you ever need a helping hand or... What's that? My cooter. What's that noise mean? It means I have a message, but the only one who sent me messages on it was my Uncle Nate. Dawn walked over to her desk and picked up her... Okay, so Dawn is calling it her cooter now? Really? I was calling it her journal out of respect, but... Fine, fine. Let Rita win this one. Anyway, Dawn grabbed her cooter, I guess, and she sat back down on the bed next to Sunny and opened it. Opened her cooter! Hello, journal. You have one new message from... Nate Menendez. What? You have one new message from... Nate yeah, yeah, Menendez. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard you, cooter. How? Dawn looked at the top of her... cooter and searched for the red ribbon that was attached to the spine. She found the pages it was bookmarking and flipped to those. Hey kiddo, if you're getting this message, it means something happened to me. This message is programmed to be sent to you as soon as my journals get archived into the library at the workshop. I don't know how I'm going to die, obviously, but I'm hoping I got to give you my maker's eye before I bid it. Helping you figure out how to stop the apocalypse... I figured I should have a plan in case I beef it. Folks at the workshop are mostly trustworthy, but I'm afraid their morals would be tested if they found themselves in possession of my maker's eye. I need you to go see Viv and show her you have it. She'll know what that means. I may be gone, but I'm still going to do everything I can to help you. Bye, Mijita. I love you. Master Leonard watched as Rita sobbed. He hopped his tiny goat frame onto the chair next to her on the porch and reached out to pat her on the back. I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry, I just... You're my hero, and I, I didn't want anyone to see me like this, but especially not you. Oh, dear heart. I'm flattered beyond belief that you consider me one of your heroes, but I i am just your average hypersexual goat man demon. I put my anal beads in one bead at a time, just like everyone else. You're rightfully sad. You sure you can cry. What, what are you doing here? Sonny told me that, you, that you'd come to give me an invite to the Infernal Bacchanal, but I... I thought she'd... I thought she'd gotten some other goat man confused with you. She... She said that you were a... Up to something shady, and that... That didn't sound like you. Oh, oh dearest Rita, I'm, I'm afraid your bride-to-be was correct in her suspicions of me. I was sent here by the DMV to try to lure you to the Bacchanal. They, they wanted information on what you've been up to here, and what your dad has been doing. Dad? Wait, they don't know where my dad is either? Oh, they do. He's in a... He's in a re-education camp in a hell dimension. (gasps) They put him there. Oh no, Dad. I have to find a way to help him. Wait, so you're, you're spying on me? For how long? What do they know? Oh God... They're going to call me to the DMV early. No! No, 
they're not, darling. I won't have it. I haven't told Debbie anything that would get you recalled without evidence. She knows you're engaged to your enchanting vampire physician, which is my fault, but I've attempted to obfuscate the truth with her as of late. Her, her motives are suspect. Ugh, Debbie. Of course it's her. I swear she only treats me like this because I rejected all of her sexual advances. She never stops, right? Before I came to Earth, she actually said, I bet you're aching to stick your horny little face in this big moist cake. God, I'm as horny as they make them, but that's a little much. I know! And of course, she points to Bunt Cake on the counter in the break room and says she was talking about the cake she made for Astaroth's birthday. Uh, yeah, sure, Debbie. You were talking about a literal cake. Okay. And when I talk about loving pussy and cock, I mean the animals. Sure. <laughs> oh, Deborah's sexual appetite aside, I am truly sorry I took this job to spy on you. They say to never meet your heroes, and I'm sorry I was such a disappointment. I'm not going to tell Debbie anything at all anymore. I've been invisible and watching you for over a week now, and, and now I see why I'd heard tale of how remarkable you are, Rita. Uh, remarkably selfish, remarkably dishonest, remarkably horny. No. no! Well, the horny, yes. I know the secrets you are burdened with. While I wish you would tell your partners your struggle to find a new body. Hold up, partners. Dot and I aren't. Please. She's practically your platonic life partner. She's the asexual platonic member of the polycule. Like, scuba to do. Meh. That's fair. She and I do smoke weed and eat snacks in a godly painted truck together all the time. Please, please continue. While I wish you would share with them that you're trying to find a new body and what will happen if you don't, I understand why you're so afraid. I've had many, many, many lovers in my day, but I have not been loved in the way that your Sunny and Dawn love you. I would be frightened to lose that as well. Living without both of them sounds worse than going back to hell. And you're running out of time to keep that from happening. Which is why I'm giving you this. Uh, oh, uh, this necklace is a little... It's so pretty. It isn't for you to wear, dearest. It's magical. I can call anyone I want in any dimension using this pendant. I mean, that's cool. I'd love to give Lord Byron a call sometime, see how the afterlife is treating him. I could call Nancy Reagan in hell and tell her that the only thing she's remembered for is being bad at sucking dick. <laughs> oh, she was truly a legendary fallacist. Ah, <laughs> oh, bitch. Oh. You should make all the calls you want before you give this to that warlock in exchange for a body. What? Well, for one, I'm done calling Debbie. I'm scrapping this job. She doesn't see you as the whole beautiful, complex woman you are. She's cruel. Whatever you and your father are doing that's upsetting the DMV, they deserve it. Many argue that the DMV are the reason that the dimensions are tearing apart in the first place, and I myself- Hold on, what? How could the DMV be responsible? Oh, it's a theory, really. Uh, we can discuss politics over coffee soon. But back to the necklace. Since I will no longer need it, you can turn it into your warlock in exchange for a new body. Uh, this pendant was forged using recycled soul energy from demons. My understanding is that it used the equivalent energy of 50 human souls. Your warlock should be tickled to receive this. Master Leonard, I... I can't... <laughs> please. Please. Just Leonard. 
Thank you. Can I hug you? Oh, of course. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure, Rita. The rumors about you don't do you justice. You are enchanting. Well, you're saying that. (coughs) Well, I must be off. I do believe my ears hear your partners walking into the living room. I shan't have them seeing me out the window and asking questions. Oh, fuck. I had that stuff I didn't want Dawn to see in the living room. Yeah, take my vibrator. Oh, mm, no thank you. I already have six. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> no, no, oh, no, no. This can be used for the traditional reasons, and has. But it's also a way to summon me, should you need to see me. Uh, simply turn it on and set it to that weird Morse code mode that most vibrators have. Is that what that's for on most vibrators? Summoning Goatman demons? <laughs> Don't be absurd. Not all vibrators. Just the purple ones. It's not like anyone likes the Morse code mode. It's not going to get anyone off. That's true. We just, we keep it hush-hush. We can't have the religious fundamentalists learning that vibrators can summon demons, even if they are <laughs> gentlemen goats such as myself. Goodbye, sweet reader. I shall see you again soon. Bye, Leonard. Thanks for everything. (laughs) After saying goodbye to Master Leonard, Rita realized she could hear Sonny and Dawn talking inside. They were in the living room. Shit! She hadn't hidden the surprise she'd been working on for Dawn. Um, I don't know if I'll be up to- Dawn! Fuck! Oh, Jesus Christ! You scared the shit out of me! Sorry, little buddy. (laughs) Fuck! What did I do to you? You're standing on his rope toy? Oh, no! I don't know why you got him that. The last thing he needs is a weapon. Hey, baby. Where have you been? Have you been crying? You weren't supposed to see all this. It was a surprise. I wanted to say I'm sorry for being a jerk lately with a big surprise. Well, whatever the surprise is, it's going to have to be after a trip to the workshop. We've got a... Oh. Oh my god. Have you been... (laughs) Yeah, it's almost ready. You did all this for me? She drew a big map and everything. She's been spending a ton of dreamscape time on it, too. It was gonna be for your birthday, but I figured you could use a little escapism right now. We hadn't worked on your bucket list in a while, and this one seemed fun, and I just... I thought it might be a nice break from drowning in grief over losing Nate. You've got to be exhausted. Oh, uh... I know I I must not sound super excited, but I swear I'm pumped about this. Thank you so much, Rita. When? When when is it happening? (laughs) Well, Keegan is on board to DM, and I've been helping him with maps and stuff, and that's what all this stuff is for. I just need to see if Dax feels up to seeing people yet. I'll ask them when I go see them here in a bit. But if it's not too short notice for you, tomorrow night, we're gonna play some fucking Dungeons and Dragons. buddies we're back uh thanks for being so patient with us while we took a little break we got a lot done uh but i'm i'm happy we're back at a regular schedule uh yeah so check out the episode details to get everyone's social media handles um you can find the show on twitter facebook and instagram at the handle at lucky winner show um and yeah you want to do us a solid and share about the show um tell your friends we don't pay for advertisers so all 
all of the advertising is by y'all. Um, historically, y'all kick ass at it. But uh, yeah, if you want to share about it on social media, um, tell your friends. We super appreciate it. Also, we still have some t-shirts in the merch shop. Um, we had taken them down temporarily, but they are back up and ready to roll. So you can check out the link in the show details to find those. Um, also, check out the show details for the link to our Patreon page. Uh, you can become a patron and get rewards starting at just a dollar a month. Uh, and a dollar a month, you can join our Discord server and come chill with us and talk about the show and, you know, socialism and memes. And that's, those are prevailing themes. Those in comic books, I think, are, are pretty prevailing themes in the group. But the Discord's fun. Um, and for just a dollar a month, you can join the Discord server. Um, anyway, when you support us on Patreon, you can also get a cool shout-out at certain levels. Uh, like our friends, Randy Lovings, Rachel Rachelson, Sewing Seraph, B. Trossler, Kelly Brennan, Damon Faulkner, Smirty Singh, and Helen Clifford. Um, uh, and you don't forget to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice. Leave us a cute little review. Um, yeah, I think that is about it. Oh, um, so... Uh, something personal for me real quick. One of the reasons we took a little break was for me and Violet to get my website together. Um, and basically, if you are a newly diagnosed autistic and or ADHD person, or you think you might be, and you just like an extra autistic brain who has been through that whole process to kind of help you figure out, like, what the fuck do I do with this information? What the fuck do I do next? How do I prepare for an assessment? What are sensory needs? What are, like, there's so much to figure out. Um, if you need that, that's kind of what my whole coaching practice is about. So, yeah, I have a website now. So you can go check the link in the show details to go look at that. Um, haven't been doing it for long, obviously, because we didn't take that long of a break. But it has already been super rewarding to get to be the person that I wish I had had when I was discovering all this about myself. Um, yeah, so I'm, I already kind of love doing it. Um, but yeah, enough jerking my own dick. Um, that is all I have for you, little buddies. Uh, we will be back with uh, another new ep on August 1st. Uh, that's all, little buddies. I love you. Until next time, try not to die. <laughs>